Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Sean, time. Here we go, baby. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. All right, we're going to start with a non-gambling topic today, Sean. Is that okay with you? Oh, yeah, that's fine, of course. So the NFL uh, yesterday announced they have teamed up with Little Caesars. I as saw the this. official pizza partner. Pizza, I'm guessing pizza. based on you and the host of your morning show, both obsessed with food. I'm sure this came up, but if it didn't, what is the best national takeout chain for pizza? Because I admit, I, I don't think I've ever had Little Caesars, so I can't comment on Little C's. I think there's one in on Amherst Street, Nashua. I've never been. Yeah. So I can't speak to them. But if Shime is looking for a national pizza takeout joint, all the locals are closed. Yep. Where is Chris Shine getting pizza from? Yeah. So I, I also to to agree with you there. I've never had Little Caesars either. It's really? Not, okay. It's not a Massachusetts thing, and I've been here basically all my life. And if I go somewhere on vacation, I'm generally not searching out pizza. But if I'm going national chain pizza, I'm a Domino's guy. Yep. Grew up with Domino's. I love Domino's. The p- handmade pan is just chef's kiss. It's the perfect drunk food anytime that you're, you know, a little buzzed and you need some pizza. I'm I'm a Domino's guy for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, see, I, I would normally say Papa Gino's, but I don't think Papa Gino's is national, right? Papa Gino's is regional. Nope. Uh, I think Papa Gino's is relatively national. Okay. Well, if we're considering Gino's, then it's, it's, it's yeah. Papa Gino's. I mean, okay. th- to me that that's what I grew up on. They've closed the one we went to, uh, right in Nashua across from the Pheasant Lane mall, which is depressing. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on Domino's Domino's. Oh, it's gotten better. And I, this yeah. is a bigger conversation for a slower summer day. We have a lot to get to fast food in general has gotten better. Mickey mm-hmm. D's is better. BK is better. Like I think Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. And other chains. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I think those, like those sort of pumped up what they everyone like they had to raise their game a little bit so i'm just telling you i used to shit on fast food all the time but literally and figuratively it's better now fast food's better and domino's is legit i like as, Domino's. as a fat person i love fast food there's very few fast food joints i don't like um so i am i am all about the fast food all right so we got a lot to get to here today ryan hannibal from uh, bet mgm is going to join us in about 10 minutes we're going to go over the u.s open he was there at the practice rounds on tuesday uh, there at Brookline Country Club. So he's going to tell us about the course, and then we'll get some picks from Hannibal. And I got my card. I made my bets this morning in the great state of New Hampshire. And um, one of those things, Shime, and occasionally, I, I think I've had this issue on the first Sunday of the NFL season. I got a little too aggressive today. I have a few too many bets that I'd like. Yep. Yep. And unlike horse racing bets, you can't cancel them. So I can either take the small buyouts they're giving me now or just roll with it. So I'm going to roll with it. I'll explain my very terrible U.S. Open, probably going to fade card here in a second. Uh, we'll start quickly with the NBA, Shime, and say the money is coming in the Celtics. We said yesterday 
it was Celtics minus three and a half and a couple of fours. It's now four across the board. And that's because according to the Action Network, 94% of the bets have come in on the Celtics minus the three and a half wow. or four points. That's in 53, uh, 90, I'm sorry, 94% of the money on 53% of the bets. Uh, 47% of the bets have 6% of the money on the Warriors laying the points. Uh, the money is coming in on the Warriors money line at 57% to 43% for the Celtics and money coming in on the under uh, here in this game. You and I talked about this yesterday. I don't, there, nothing has changed. There's no injury news. Nothing right. is updated other than people are, seems like they're, they're betting into the Celtics with the same thought we had. The NBA wants a game seven Sunday, Father's Day, just after the U.S. Open. Yep, I, I think that's exactly what it is. People are buying into the idea that NBA wants seven games. Uh, the Celtics coming back home, desperation, probably probably going to get this. You're probably going to get Scott Foster. You'll find that out tomorrow yep. morning, and I said that's that just yesterday. the way it goes. I'm not going to be surprised. Scott Foster seems like a very likely uh, referee for game six or game seven. I suspect it'll be game six at the Garden. The place will be uh, electric. So uh, if you want further thoughts and early ideas, you can go back to yesterday's pod. I don't want to spend a lot of time because nothing has changed from yesterday. Um, I, I don't want to know if things have changed for the Stanley Cup Finals. We are hours away from game one. The Prince yes. of Pucks under a lot of pressure to find winners. You've been leaning on uh, liking the Avalanche to win, but you also like some MVP hedges. What is your final card going to be for game one and the series Stanley Cup Finals Prince of Pucks? So game one in particular, I'm going Colorado to win in 60. I don't think this is going overtime. And like I said, Colorado's the better team. They're at home. I'm going with Colorado in game one. Uh, you're getting at it even money. Colorado in 60 or the three-way money yeah. line, it could be listed as either. Uh, it just means they have to win in regulation. Uh, that You're getting at it even money, which I love. I will also be placing a wager on Kale McCarr to have two plus points tonight at plus 180. Uh, really like that. I think there's a really good opportunity for Kale to have probably a goal and an assist or a few assists. So having two points there, uh, I feel like is, uh, is, is a really good opportunity there for Kale. Um, and then at, in the series as a whole, I yep. am betting two, I am making two con Smythe bets and that would be, uh, one on Andre Vasilevsky at four to one. And then one on Pavel Frankus, who is the game one starter at 40 to one. Frankus! Yes. Uh, Pavel Frankus at 40 to one. I just feel like if for some reason this is a low scoring series and Colorado still comes out on top, Frankus could somehow steal the Con Smythe. And getting that, getting a starting goalie at 40 to one is way too good a value to pass up. It's just but too, you it's also, too good. You also admitted that he may, you know, I, well, in your scenario, He's playing well enough to play every game. Your thought, yep. though, is that if he doesn't play well, it's dead anyway. So you're, yes. you don't have to hedge on the other. Exactly. Smart yeah. move. Smart 100%. And then overall, when you're talking about the series as a whole, uh, I'm going to be betting on Colorado minus one and a half in the series at plus 110. I just, like I said, I have been saying Colorado is going to win the Stanley Cup now for since the the semifinals of the uh or like the went the conference semifinals. I, I just think the Avalanche are the best team in hockey. Um, and, and so I'm going to continue to believe that analysis. Uh, I am not going against you. I'm going to play one of your bets. Just so we be on the same page. I know you're like Colorado, but I love the idea of Vasilevsky for the MVP. Um, yep. I think the lightning win, he's got to be the MVP. Agreed. So I'm going to, I'm going to play a couple bucks on him this afternoon at four to one. And I'm going to try to get to uh, uh, three and one lifetime, uh, two and one lifetime. Betting three and one. I forget. Three and one. Yes, yes. So we're two and one lifetime. So we're yep. trying to bounce back. Uh, and we we got the lightning at two to one. We're going to take some of that winnings and put it right into Vasilevsky 
uh, for the Conn Smythe winner. Anything else on the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Shamtown? No, that's it. That's my full card tonight. Uh, I am I am, I am locked and loaded on the U.S. Open, though, Mutt. We gave you a Red Sox winner yesterday. Hope you played it. J.D. Martinez, uh, over a half, one and a half bases. Bang. He had a home run. Uh, I said Dinger, plus 380. Bang. Okay, so we are uh, locked in yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I, you feel comfortable to go right back to uh, offense today for the Red Sox. They're playing uh, James Caprillion, who they rocked uh, last week. Uh, I, if you want to play Red Sox team total, five and a half at minus 105, that's fine with me. Uh, they've juiced up the over on the game itself, nine and a half. The over is like minus one twenty right now because yep. they don't know what to get from Josh Winkowski. I'm going to take a sm- I'm going to take a a slight swing on Winkowski tonight. So the Red Sox Ooh. pitcher Josh Winkowski is one of their better young prospects. He didn't have a great game. It's only his second major league start. He started against the Orioles. He walked a bunch, gave up some hits. This A's offense is not very good. Shine. It was there in the booth last night when one of their radio broadcasters came in and was very critical of their team. I'm not going to go deep into it, but I feel like pretty confident that this is not their year. I like their manager, Mark Kotze. We all remember him from the Florida Marlins back in the day. But this is not their year. They had four four catchers in the lineup last night. Two playing in the field, one catching, one DHing. So they're just not, not very good. And I think because Winkowski had such a subpar game in his first game, he's got a very low and juiced up over on his strikeout prop today. So I'm going to be playing this afternoon with that uh, Vasilevsky bet. I'm going to play one pitching prop. This will be the bet I give out on Mutt's big bet tonight. Over four and a half strikeouts, Josh Winkowski at plus 120. That's yeah, I think I think the, de- uh, the the Sox rock this team, and, I, and yeah. so I'm actually gonna I'm gonna take your idea of betting on Winkowski, but do use it at a different angle. I'm gonna go Winkowski to get the win in the game at plus two thirty. I Ooh. think the Sox get up and get up early, and as long as they hold on to that lead, Winkowski's gonna get secure this win. And, and, and I like that bet. Getting it at plus two thirty is always nice too. And this is gonna sound counterintuitive, but I would not be surprised if he, he his walk total is only one and a half. He does walk some guys. So yep. I could see him hitting his strikeout in his walk total. If that makes any sense. He's cool. not, it's only a second start. So uh, any indication, the ballpark will be rocking. I, the one thing I'll mention before we get to Ryan Hannibal here on the golf shine, uh, I don't know if it's the U.S. Open. I don't know if it was a, I mean, yesterday was an A plus weather day, like an all time early summer day. Leaving the ballpark, uh, walking around the ballpark around pregame time, place was jamming. All the restaurants on Lansdowne were packed, Jersey Street packed, the huge line outside big energy like it feels like either the u.s open crowd the summer crowd or people are buying into the red sox so yep i would not be shocked if there's a theme of wow fenway's a great home field this week through the weekend and next week against the tigers just yeah, keep that in I, mind they the home field advantage might be back for the boston red sox i use it as my lead this morning the Sox have proved me wrong they were right oh. to be patient they were right that the things were going to turn around they have devers is raking jd is raking this team overall is playing really well the starting pitching has been very very good um and it's going to come down to july right the month of july you get 17 games between the rays yankees and blue jays those are going to matter a lot um, right off the bat you get you get it's cubs rays yankees rays yep. blue jays like the july 1st on is for the next two weeks is murderers row 100 yeah. percent. and if the red sox come out above 500 uh, through that stretch that's when you know okay we're cooking with gas let's make a move at the deadline and let's really roll towards the playoffs all right, so we'll have a much more uh, deep dive breakdown on the NBA tomorrow because that'll be the day of game six. We'll have prop bets. We'll have same game parlays. We'll have all that for you on Thursday prior to game six. Subscribe to the podcast, folks. We'll talk to Ryan Hannibal in a second. Before we do and get a full U.S. Open breakdown, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Odyssey app, and on Spotify, Shime. 
Very easy to subscribe on all three. Yeah, you just go on there, hit the subscribe button. The the episode will go right into your inbox, so you don't have to do anything except click listen. And then you're going to get to hear our beautiful voices every single day and hopefully win some money along the way. Uh, it's a golf podcast. Uh, it's a lightning podcast. Uh, let's get some golf ideas with our buddy Ryan Hannibal. Uh, we'll get to the golf with Ryan Hannibal of BetMGM uh, here in a second. We'll start, though, with the important question, Hannibal. The NFL has teamed up with Little Caesars. What is the best national pizza chain in the mind of Ryan Hannibal? Best national pizza chain? Yes. Papa John's. Oh, see, I'm not a Papa Ooh, John's guy. Okay. Shine? I, yeah, I've never been a big Papa John's guy either. It may just be because there weren't many around my location uh, growing up, but uh, I, I respect the pick. There aren't many around here, but when yeah. I go like road trips, I think I've liked the best. Flor- my grandparents in Florida, Papa John's, so I'm going to go Papa John's. All right, that's okay. fair. But not Little Caesars. No. no. We had Little Caesars. Yes, they're at the bottom of the list. Is it? Ooh. I've never had it. We shine out of it. Is it any good? No? No. No. Oh, okay. well, oh yikes. Not great. Not try it then. I mean, it's tough to really screw up pizza. That's it tough. is. That's tough to hear. True. Uh, bad job by the NFL. Again, chasing the money. They're not there for the pizza, boys. They're there for the money. I'm sure Little Caesars ponied up. We are here to make money with Ryan Hannibal again. Bet MGM. Uh, he's got his column that'll be out there for all the people. Uh, on his picks, he told you about Cam Young. Uh, he told you about some big-priced uh, golfers last time out in the major. The U.S. Open is this weekend. It's in Brookline, Hannibal. Let's start there. You walked the course on Tuesday. Your thoughts on the setup and how difficult it's going to be for the golfers beginning Thursday at 645? Uh, very difficult. The greens are, are crazy. Like, there are tons of undulations, tears. They're going to be fast. Uh, the weather looks no rains in the forecast, so I think they're going to get firm as the week goes on. There's some greens on the front nine that guys are going to be putting sideways. Like, they, there's a lot of slopes. Um, I think the rough is not as thick as some other U.S. Opens, but it doesn't need it because the greens are so small. So I, I don't think guys are going to be, like, hacking out, you know, wedges sideways. They'll be able to advance the ball to the green, but they'll put themselves in tricky spots around the green because these are so small um, and they're going to be so tough. So I think um, – and it's also not as long as some other U.S. Opens. Like, I don't think there's going to be a Bombers U.S. Open, and I think that means some guys that don't hit it as far uh, will still be in the mix, unlike some others. Um, but it should be a tough test. Like, I don't think I don't think it's going to be like a Brooks Kepka plus one that wins it, but it definitely won't be like a double-digit under par. Like, probably five, six, seven under a win. That the 18th, real quick. The I've seen pictures of the 18th. This sort of is there like a backstop there? Like, it's going to funnel balls back is that going to be a big birdie hole to finish the tournament on sunday i think 17 is the birdie hole because it's okay. a short it's a short par four like i saw john rom it was it was downwind but he drove the ball in the greenside bunker um Oof. so I, wow. I i think guys will be able to you know have pitch shots into that green which could come into play you know on on sunday with the guy in contention and it, obviously like these greens you can go from being in position to make birdie to making bogey. So I think there's going to be a lot of swings. Uh, 18, like you said, I think there is reason to score there, but it's a small green. So like the backstop's not that big. Uh, if you, you want to be aggressive, it's there for the taking. But if you miss the green, you know, it's not good. So you, you mentioned it not necessarily needing to be a bomber's course this week. Does that not bode well for the betting favorite Rory McIlroy uh, coming off a big win last week? I think he can win on any course. Like, obviously, I think length helps. And, and it, you know, it's going to come down to guys that can find the fairway, I think. Like, it's not like a, a DeChambeau U.S. Open where he can just bomb the ball and still be in the rough and be all right. Like, I think that 
that you need to be able to not, I guess you can be in the first cut of the rough, uh, but you, you can't be, be off, off the course. There's a lot of fescue when you get 10 to 15 yards off the fairway. Um, I like Rory this week. I think he's a solid play. I, the thing with him is though, like how often does a guy win back-to-back events on the PGA tour? It's just tough. Um, we can get to it later, but I have, I have him on my card just not to win. Oh, and by the way, folks, this card is monstrous. Wait till you hear this <laughs> card. I mean, it's like a, it's like well, Andy Reid's Andy Reid's menu that he has from offensive playbook. I, I want to preface it too. I'm I'm due for a bad week. I went three for three last week. Oh, don't tell the oh, people wow. that. Don't say that on our that. podcast. Cut chime. Yeah. Cut that. Uh, cut that. All right. But so that could be a good thing though. I'm riding momentum. You mentioned Roy McIlroy. So at least on uh, one of the major websites, and they're not sponsoring, so I'm not going to give them credit. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are six golfers that are 20 to one or less to win. McElroy's 10 to one, JT's 11, Rom's 13, Scheffler 14, Xander 20, and Patrick Cantlay 20. And I guess you want to include Cam Smith at 22 to one. There's seven guys, 22 to one or lower. Those would be the quote unquote betting favorites here. Do you like anyone in that betting favorites group to win the U.S. Open this weekend? Hannibal. Xander, Xander Shoffley, he's my guy. Got him at plus two, 220 or 2200 at BetMGM. Nice. Uh, he dominates the U.S. Open and five U.S. Opens that he's played in. His worst finish is tied for seventh. I think he his playing style is pert for this tournament. Like he's he pars a good score here. He's a grinder. I think that's going to be you know great this week. Um, and then a couple stats too to throw at you. The last six U.S. Open winners have been inside the top twenty-five in the world golf rankings. He's number twelve, so that fits. And then seven of the past ten U.S. Open winners had a top fifteen finish in one or both of their previous two starts. He's got a two tied for 13th at the PGA championship. So he's got those check boxes checked off. He's due for a win on the PGA tour. He has no individual wins uh, since January of 2019, but he's got a gold medal uh, and the team event with Patrick Cantlay. So he has won a little bit, just not by himself. So he's due. Uh, so what is your favorite long shot on the board? We talked about the the guys that are generally the betting favorites here. Who are the guys that you're looking for that are the, the bigger long shots this weekend to win or just to play to win? Like, I want to go back to my guys, Cam Young and and, and uh, Davis Riley, but like the course, I I think that where Cameron Young is gonna fall short is the around the green stuff. Like his numbers are really bad around the green. Like he's a great driver of the golf ball, a great ball striker, uh, but around the green, he, he's just not gonna be there. So I think he's gonna play well, but I don't really like him to win. Davis Riley, you always gonna kind of go with him. He's he's a guy that I think is due to break out. He's due to win. Um, can't go wrong with Davis Riley having a great rookie season. Um, some of the other long shots that, you know, like where do you define a long shot? Like what are we talking here? Well, so, uh, so 30, 30 to one or better, right? Sean 30 to yeah. one or better. Like that's where you start with Cam Young. Like I, you and I texted a couple days ago and I thought for sure you're going to come on here and back our guy, Willie Zalatoris, who goes up there at 30 to one. Willie Z, he, he made cuts at the U S open, but talk about ball striking. He's one of the best in the PGA tour. Now, can he putt occasionally? but he can ball strike. So I thought for sure, Willie Zalatoris, Willie Z, our guy at 30 to one. And then you don't even give him out. What are you doing? Wait, I, I got him on my card. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> I got him as a top 10 finish at plus okay. 220. So his success in majors, five, five top tens. Uh, I wanted to play him outright, but I think, like I said before, the country club demands solid play around the green and going into this week, he's 81st in strokes gained around the green. That's just not good enough to win there. But he's second in strokes gained tee to green, so that's good enough to contend, just not to win. Like I, I do have him. I did play him as a small outright to win, but I like the top ten finish more. Like I, the more and more I look at the numbers, the more and more I see the course. 
I I just don't think this is the week to back Zalatoris because of how you know big the the play around the green will be. And you said that was plus two twenty. If you chop yeah. around for uh, all of us that have to venture to different books because sure. we <laughs> can't necessarily bet from our couches here, uh, Willie Z plus three thirty on other sites to finish Ooh. top ten, so you can get him at even better value and in some other places as well. I like that. I like. That. What do you want me to do? Some other top tens? You know, go through your card here, Hannibal, since you have a yeah, whole laundry list of picks there. All right. So I got. Did we, did we do Rory yet? I got him top five. Okay. I, I, okay. Just because I, I he could certainly win, but just because it's playing it safe, going with the back to back wins, I just can't see that happening. So we'll, we'll play it safe with the top five. Yeah. Uh, another another guy to finish in the top ten, uh, Shane Lowry. He's plus two fifty at Bet MGM. I think he's going to be a big popular play next week at the British. Uh, but I think he's better suited to win the U.S. Open. Like he's a guy that that grinds. He, he makes a lot of pars. He's been playing really well uh, of late in his last six tournaments overall. He's got five top twenty-five finishes. I actually think he's a guy that like the the crowds could love this week. Kind of fits the Boston uh, build. So look him for be a, a fan favorite. Uh, t- another top ten JT plus one twenty-five. Obviously that's not great value, but he's got a lot of confidence after the third place finish last week in Canada, winning the PGA. Um, he doesn't have a lot of success at the U.S. Open. His best finish is a tie for eighth in 2020. But I just think that this is going to be a week where like a lot of creativity is going to come into play, and he's one of the best shot makers in the game. Uh, so I kind of like him this week. Not not to win, but to certainly be there. Um, who else we got? Brooks Kepka, top 10 finish. Oh. Plus, plus 400. Crazy. Um, well, you know why though? Like he's not playing well. Like I, I love Brooks Kepka, but if you're going for guys that are in form, he's way off form. He's had some awful tournaments this year. Certainly his last two tournaments have, uh, yeah, T 55, the PGA and miscut at the masters, but he's got four straight top four finishes in the U S open. That's yeah. so hard to deny. Like, and I kind of think like the, the live stuff, like you saw his press conference yesterday, he kind of was agitated uh, with the media making the live stuff like an actual story. Didn't think that they should be asked about it. I, I just think those weird things like that give him fuel and he might want to win this week more than uh, any other week. So I, I kind of, I like, that's really great value. How can you get a guy who's finished in the top four, four straight times at that value at that price, just to finish in the top 10. Yeah. You, you got, you got to take that. Um, two wild, like long shots. Top 20 finish, Ryan Fox, plus 500. Who? Uh, Ryan Fox. He may be not, yeah, he may be unknown uh, to the people in the States, but he's got a lot of success on the DP World Tour of late. He's got four straight top 10 finishes on the DP World Tour. So he's the guy that comes in with, with decent form and you know top 20 finish here. He played all right at the PGA. He was in contention early. So he's the guy that I like that maybe no one's ever heard of. Uh, and then another top 20 finish. Tom Hoagie, friend of my podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First but, ever guest on your podcast. You got a better than a major? <laughs> Absolutely. Top 20 finish plus four, 450. Uh, I, I kind of think they're not the same courses, but I do think there are some similarities to the Country Club and Southern Hills. And uh, Hoagie finished tied for ninth at the PGA. So I kind of like him to carry that over um, this week. Not a guy to win, but who knows? Top 20, 450. That's good value to me. Okay. So do you think Matt Fitzpatrick has any kind of advantage this week, having already won no. at this course as an amateur? I think that's one of the bigger, like, overplayed stories this week. Like, everybody's on Matt Fitzpatrick because he won. And don't get me wrong, he's a great player. 
but he hasn't won yet in, on the PGA Tour. And I think there's just something about that where he puts himself in contention every single week, but he hasn't been able to close the deal given multiple, multiple chances. And the course has changed quite a bit since 2013. I'm sure, he, you know, he'll draw some, you know, good vibes, but I don't think that that's like a, a big thing that's going to come into play this week. Uh, who yet yeah, a maker missed the cut bets? I know I got, Tiger was one you want to play in the PGA a couple weeks ago. I got one to, to miss the cut. Patrick Cantlay plus three twenty. Um, he just doesn't have a lot of success in majors, and it's weird because he's defending FedEx Cup champion. He's won plenty of other chances, plenty of other times on the PGA Tour. Um, but he just doesn't play well in majors. He hasn't have a top ten finish at a major since twenty nineteen, and then in that same span, he's missed three cuts at majors. So it's you know. He's a solid, he's a, you know, one of the better players in the PJ tour, but he doesn't have success in majors. So I'm kind of going with him not to have a good week. And then I got one last prop. Uh, will there be a playoff? I say yes at plus three fifty. Um, okay. Back-to-back playoffs at majors, probably unlikely, but the last three U S opens that have been played at the country club have ended in playoffs. So just continuing the trend uh, for there to be a playoff will continue this year. So he's about, is 88, oh. right? So you had to go back like 30 something yeah. years at the last open. Curtis year, Strange right? was, was yeah. 88. And then that's go. It was go, the other two were way back, like in the thirties. Huh. Interesting. Uh, you talked about make or miss the cut. Is there any shot? Phil Mickelson makes the cut this week with all the live stuff going on and all the hoopla surrounding him uh, this week. No, like what, totally. what do you, he was terrible last week in the live tour and look at the field that he was competing against. <laughs> Are you, um, so, on Mickelson, a bigger picture question there. Cause I, I so you say he wouldn't, he's not going to make the cut. Are you just, again, you didn't mention any live guys there. Are you just, are you just not betting them this week because you're worried about having a play in London last week and the reaction this week, or if there's someone you were liked, really, you would have played them even though they're playing on that live tour. Cause I'm fading them all uh, from a betting standpoint. I'm, I am too. And not like, I do think there is a little bit of a distraction element, but also the fact of the matter is all those guys stink. Like, who would you really want to want to pick? Like, oh, pa- Patrick Reed's had good success at the U.S. Open. He's a grind. See, I want grinders at this course, and he's like the ultimate fat grinder. Like, he and sure. I'm not going to play him, but he's had good success in U.S. Opens. Yeah, and like even like the distractions, like he has distractions every time he tees it up. So I don't think that's a factor for him. Like his family's a distraction. I he is. Uh, I guess if you're going to pick one, it'd be him just because he fits the style of, of a U.S. Open, but yeah. I'm not playing him to win, maybe like a top 20 bet. Um, so if there's one live guy, it's probably him. But other than that, like no thanks to any of them. All right, Chime. So ready Let's ready to be mocked because um, Hannibal said, Willie Z cannot score around the greens and Fitzpatrick's over bet. Those are my two outrights, folks. <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick <laughs> and Willie Z at 30 and 30. Well, I mean, I, I have some small money on Willie Z, so I like I wouldn't. I don't hate the pick for sure. Like he's, he's a great player and it fits, you know, the setup, but just around the greens, like I could see him, you know, faltering Sunday afternoon. Uh, so my, so uh, those are my two outrights for real money. Uh, you go, you go next and I'll give you the rest of my bets. Go ahead. Well, so my guy who I always bet on just about every single major is just my favorite golfer on the tour. That's Colin Morikawa. Do you think he'll have, he's set up for a lot of success this week? I kind of do. I consider him from, from my card for sure. Um, like I think his number is it should be like this was three or four months ago it'd be a lot higher like his he's really struggled of late like i don't think he has a top 25 since the masters which so he doesn't come in in good form but his style of play is perfect for the u.s open like he's a great ball striker his putting isn't the greatest but i think if he can hit the ball well enough it's not going to matter uh this week i don't hate that play at all like i think that's actually one of the better value plays because what'd you get him at like uh so i got him 30 to one uh and then six to one to make top five I like that. I, I don't hate that play at all. 
What else, Sean? Is that your big play, Morikawa? Uh, yeah, so that's my big play. I mean, it's just my favorite player on the tour. Uh, I also – so this is total total karma bet I made this week. This is a karma bet. Uh, I placed a little smidge of money on Mito Pereira for the specific reason of I think the story of collapsing at the PGA to bounce back and then win the U.S. Open is – a really good story and a lot of people i think would buy into that does he stand any chance this week i actually had him listed i do like a five long shots to consider he was on there um and i said he ranks six on the pga tour in greens and regulation 70 percent, and that's gonna be obviously a, a big stat this week so yeah I, I don't think that's a terrible play and i like he followed up that pga tour pga championship you know falter with a solid week the next week so i think the bounce back thing is is a thing so i don't think that's a bad play he could have absolutely caved in and mito's on my my pizza money card like he, you're right the third at pga came back he finished seventh uh and then 13th at memorial took last week off and also he's, he's fourth in shots 11th in shot gains with irons and you mentioned the fourth in good approaches so mm-hmm. as like as a long shot play shine you and i are holding hands on that i have a pizza yeah. money bet at 45 to 1 on mito uh, I also played Abraham Answer at 80 to 1. Uh, he's an accurate guy off the tee. I mm-hmm. thought just the price was too good. Corey Connors was in the final four in the amateur when they played it here in 2013. In that group with Fitzpatrick, he didn't win it, uh, but he had he had success here and he's 60 to 1. And I, he's one of those guys I bet quite a bit. But he's, um, he's a guy too that I consider a lot, but he hasn't gotten it done. So, like, to me, like, there's got to be a time where he just kind of gets off your card because, like, he is one of the best ball strikers, but, like, that's happened for how many how many years have we said that? Yeah, I, that's why I didn't make it as a. You're right, totally agree. And at sixty to one, uh, I I it was he played well last week in Canada. Uh, he wore what one of those uh, Blue Jay those uh, Maple Leafs jerseys on one of the mm-hmm. holes there. They love him there, and he played well. Maybe if you believe the RBC was a nice tune up for these guys playing here at sixty to one, it might give us a run. And then another guy I always play for a couple bucks is Joaquin Neiman, who's again consistent off the tee, keeps the ball low. So if there is some wind in the forecast Thursday and Friday, uh, he can be in the mix. And then one top 20 bet for me, I love the old man Stuart Sink, and he's 10 to 1 to just finish top 20. And he never gets talked about. He's played really well the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's finished uh, top 55 in, in two of the last three U.S. Open. So at just tw- at 10 to 1 to make a top 20, it's a guy I want to root for for a couple bucks. Well, it's like I said, I think that the length isn't going to be that big of a factor this week. So Good that point. kind of that plays in, into that. I, don't, I actually don't hate that. I think he's an, a guy that nobody really talks about, and he's been pretty consistent the last couple of years. And I think if you're playing uh, DraftKings this week uh, and you're looking for some of the guys in the 6K range, cause a lot of the guys are these qualifiers who have no shot to make it. These guys are qualified across the country. You can draw a line through like half of those guys. Guy. Yeah, it was just not they're they're gonna shoot a million. So yeah, I got I got one one long shot in the DK to consider. Sure, go ahead. MJ Doffley. He's he's a guy that is a corn ferry tour guy, but he's been pretty successful uh of late on the corn ferry tour. And uh mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that could potentially he's he's worth the play if you're looking for a a, a you know low money play on Say his name again for the people. MJ Doffy. Again. Doffy or Doffy. Okay. See, this is why um, this is why we have Hannibal on because you do the DK stuff for a bet MGM too, right? Some of the uh, daily fantasy. Yeah, I throw some stuff in there. Yeah, <sighs> that's a big card. Holy moly, that's a big card. I'm impressed. I'm excited. You I'm gotta impressed. go big for the majors. Like that's the thing. Like for a regular yeah. event, I'll just do you know three to five. But the majors, why not go go ten to fifteen? Like why not? Will you live bet you know during during the round too, Hannibal? What's your um, process there? Like if a guy gets off to a slow start, but he's one of the guys you like, will you jump back in at a bigger no. price? I'll, I usually wait till like Saturday night 
after the third round and kind of reassess there. Like I'm not a big in tournament guy. Like I just think that some that's a way to lose money. Like I you stick to your process. Well, I'll be driving. I'll be driving to New Hampshire Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning to lose money. <laughs> I will be there Saturday morning. <laughs> so your strategy is the, to pick guys that you liked, and then if they're you know poor Thursday, Friday, kind of double down at better price. No, uh, not specifically that, but I think there are uh, there are some live stat websites that give you stats for how guys are playing. Yeah, and I look for guys who are gaining shots everywhere except for putting, Hannibal, and guys who are naturally good putters. There are some guys who are just team no putt. Like if mm-hmm. Willie Z is putting poorly, he's not going to turn it around Saturday and Sunday. But if there are good putters who are gaining shots and approach and off the tee and overall, but their putting's down. Like I'll, I'll go back into those guys in the weekend and inflate the prices. So See, what, uh, I'll, what I'll do with that is though, do individual matchups, like five, yeah, five available minutes. everywhere. It's and for the yeah. U S open, you're right on all these sites, the pro the three, the three ball stuff for the first round is everywhere. There's head to head matchups. There's, there's so many ways to bet it. We're giving you basic ways to bet it, but Ryan's right. Like if you, there are, you can, you can bet the U S open basically any way you want to this week yes. on these websites. What else you got? Anything? No, I I gave you I I no I don't my car I gave you the two guys you don't like Fitzpatrick and Willie Z. I don't, shit on my I, don't I, I don't like Fitzpatrick. I like Zalatoris. Just just probably not going to win. But if he, if he wins, I'm I'm a winner too. I I got him in one of my picks. Are you going this weekend at all? No, I'm not willing to pay four to five hundred dollars a day. It's crazy. It's also not a. Um, I'm not. I'm sure it's awesome, but I want to watch all of it on a high def. I'm yep. lazy. I don't want traffic. Um, I want to stay and watch. So it. it was easy to get in and out. I will say that. Oh, really? Well, it was oh. also Tuesday, not... Well, <laughs> I, I, well I, I parked at BC, so I had a little bit of an upgrade pass there. Um, oh, whoa! Fancy <laughs> media guy, Sean. Got the but, uh, must be but, nice. My entire show's going, and I don't get to go. I, I, heard, yeah. that dro- I heard that drive in yesterday. I think that's a travesty. And I, I heard some... There's uh, quite a long list of WEI people on the credential list. I think you deserve to get on that, Shine. Yeah, you know, so a caller called in and said the same thing. He said, if, if Ken doesn't let me go, he's going to call Ken and yell at him. And I said, go for it. Let's see how that works. Yeah. You should be going over Bradford. Why is Rob going? You should be calling in reports in the state. He asked me for tips this last weekend. I oh. would have been more than happy to just walk around with Ken and Curtis tomorrow while they get interviews from people and just be the sound bitch for the day. I would have been there with a smile on my face. Are you kidding me? I will say I wouldn't want to go Sunday. Like the final round, you yeah. got to watch at home. Like I could see Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, but Sunday, you got to be at home. Like you're missing too much if you're not watching on TV. Because I like the course too. It's so, uh, it was obviously was not designed to host the US Open in 2022. Like there's, it's everything's tight Great and point. like, Great and point. getting like from place to place takes forever, especially with the golf carts going in and out. Like it's just like behind the 18 green, they had to block off for every group to get by. And so you're trying to walk from the driving range to another hole. They had to pass through at 18. It would take you, you know, 20 minutes just because you're waiting so long. So, and, and they limited ticket sales. Like there's only 20,000 per day, which isn't a lot for a PGA tour event. So I got to tell you though, I'm excited. Home. It's in Boston just because like, we don't get a ton of golf tournaments no. yeah, in this no. area anymore, especially now that the Dell technologies TPC, yep. whatever it was is gone, uh, which I loved going to that event. And now, now that there's, now that there's nothing here, it's like it's just exciting to have one in the city. Travelers again. next week, though, I'll be there. Credentials for Bet MGM. Oh, that's I've, out I've, in Connecticut, right? Yep, just inside of Hartford. A, it's a Cromwell, Connecticut. I've actually, yeah. I've, I can really, it's the only probably, well, that and Torrey Pines, the only PGA course I've ever played. 
There's a couple oh, condos you? there where they probably had to put new windows in because I sprayed so far right <laughs> off the tee. I smashed some house. Down. I hit Ray Allen's house. But Sean, <laughs> you, you're right too. Like the there's like they kind of embraced like tons of guys were at the Sox game last night. I'm sure Keegan Bradley threw out the first pitch. I'm sure there'll yeah, be more yeah. more guys as the week goes on. Who knows how many players will get into the NBA Finals Thursday night? So I kind of oh, yeah. It worked out great, I think, for Boston that the Sox were home this week uh, yeah. in the NBA Finals. And the weather's great. Man, it's good. It it the weather looks fine really Perfect. all weekend. And, well, speak, Shime, the Live Tour is coming to Bolton, the International, this year. There you go. <laughs> September 4th or something, early September, yeah. <laughs> if the Live Tour is still going by then, it's coming to Bolton. The they got enough money to be going September. by then. So, yeah, we'll see how the players respond. We'll see if week. those checks actually yeah. cash. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. When one of those guys says to the Saudi princes, I want to leave, let's see what happens yeah. then when they want to uh, go back to the PGA Tour. So, uh, Hannibal, it sounds like if I said, you can have one bet, one winner outright. It'd be Xander Shoffley for you. Yeah. Like I, I was actually going back and forth between him and Willie Z. And I just, after yesterday and today, looking to more numbers, I'm kind of off Willie Z and going to Xander, pivoting to Xander. All right. I'm, I'll go with Willie Z then. Shime, your top pick, Morikawa? Yeah, he's my guy. All right. Hannibal, what you, I know you can have an article up. This will be up Wednesday afternoon. Where is your stuff going to be? Your picture, long shot. People want to, after the Cam Young stuff, they're dying to get your information this week. Just go to my Twitter account at Ryan Hannibal. I tweet everything else out and then uh, look at my podcast. That'll play. It's on iTunes, Stitcher. Um, we had uh, Ben Everill of PJTour.com. And if you think like I'm an, a golf nerd, like he was giving out all kinds of stats uh, with names like nice. this guy's second in strokes gain. This guy's course, you know, goes well here. So he, he was a really good uh, guest. Uh, so before making your picks, if you're listening, uh, go listen to the podcast. So it's called yeah, Battle I love, Play. Battle Play, yep. Nice. I love the way Hannibal does it too on his Twitter account. It's just a nice thread of all of his articles about the U.S. Open. I have read each and every one of them, and I highly recommend everyone listening goes and does the exact same thing. Love it. Appreciate it. Hannibal, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. No problem. Talk to you later. All right, we'll talk Celtics tomorrow, folks. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Thank you to Ryan Hannibal. Go follow on Twitter at Ryan Hannibal. Shine, we'll talk tomorrow morning, buddy. Thank you. Can't wait, Mutt. See you then.